My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. Our Sunday School is part of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To prepare for this lesson, please go to OurSundaySchool.com for a copy of today's handout. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Our Sunday School. Glad you guys are with us today. If you got your uh, handout, we're on page 76 of the Teal book, so head over to page 76. And uh, I'm excited about this morning, so, as I almost always am. So I would like some feedback, though. Whoops. Oh, you need another? Um, I would like some feedback. I have, based on, uh, thank you, sir, based on a tremendous amount of feedback, uh, adjusted the timing of my inhaler. Uh, so I want to see if this week is better. So there we go. We'll start with that. So for starters, my hand is not shaking, which is great. So that is a level set uh, initial, initial opening salvo. So I'm in Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read through all of Colossians 1 in the smidge of chapter 2. And then uh, we'll start on page 76 of our teal book. So Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. You learn this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance and the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds as expressed in your evil actions, but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard. This gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven 
and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. Now, I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. I have become its servant, according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. For I want you to know how greatly I am struggling for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love, so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All right, my eyes only jumped once, and you probably heard it when it happened. So uh, we're keeping score at home. That's where we're at. So page 76 of your Teal books. Uh, Last week we looked at uh, verse 19 which was, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. So let's just review the pronouns here, the nouns and the pronouns. So when the scripture here references in verse 19, God, uh, which member of the Trinity are we referring to? That is the Father, right? So the Father was pleased to have all his, who's the his there? The Father again, fullness dwell in him. The him there is? Now we're shifting over to our Lord Jesus Christ, right? And through, let's put this uh, up on the screen here, Dave. And through, this is our verse for today. And through him, so who's the him here? Jesus again, right? Through our Lord Jesus Christ to reconcile everything to the Father, I think. Yeah, we're going to look at a couple, uh, not parallel passages, but similar-ish passages to kind of lean into, make sure we're, we're orienting ourselves to where reconciliation occurs. So whether things on earth or things in heaven. Uh, now, Paul does this all the time, and let me give you an example of it. Um, uh, Zeke, I have something I want to... Oh, yeah, Shanda, there's something I want to talk to you about as well. But I need to talk to, some, to you about something uh, this afternoon. All right. Did you hear what just happened? I had a train of thought. And I jumped over here, and then I came back. And if you structure, like if you, if you put it in a, an outline format, what you will find with this, whether things on earth or things in heaven, you can almost think about it as a sub-point, because he's going in and clarifying everything. So th- when Gary says the word all in a sermon, what, is he all, what does all mean? All means all, right? And we all know this. When Paul says everything... Gary can never hear what I'm about to say, ever, 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 okay? Paul does this too. He explains what he means by everything. So do not encourage him in this, but this is a bit of a, uh, this is a a mini rabbit trail, right? Uh, Paul does this in Romans with like three chapters of Romans. He just like 9, 10, and 11 where, well, we're over here, and then 12, you kind of come back and like, where's the train of thought? And you have to work a little bit to see how, how it goes. So everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, then he comes back out, 
describing how this reconciliation works by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And the, his blood here is whose blood? That's Jesus' blood, right? So when we talk about bloodiness in the Trinity, it, it's like, oh, we, we all feel really good about this one, right? Excellent. All right, so let's keep rolling here. So this is the verse that we're going to look at today. So and, verse, I'm in page 76, about halfway down on page 76 in the Teal books. Uh, and through him. So that word through is what kind of a word? What kind of word is that word through? It's a preposition. So do we have any resources that might help us understand prepositions? Yes, we do, right? And there's, there's one on page uh, 12 of your Teal books. Uh, and this is not, again, this is not original with me. I took about six different resources and kind of cobbled them together and put it in uh, PowerPoint because that's, uh, I couldn't make it work in Excel. It's the only reason I used PowerPoint. Uh, so prepositions are spatially oriented, right? So they're showing either location or direction or association or movement. Uh, this word through is uh, dia right here. That was so flawless timing. That was just perfect. Uh, and it basically, it just literally means to go through. And the, the blue circle here is just for your orientation, is the object that we are talking about. So when the scripture says, and through him to reconcile all things, who is the circle with respect to this verse 20? Jesus, right? So through Christ, the Father reconciles everything, I think, to the Father. So, so could we, and I don't want to get too crazy here. Oh, have we already lost it? Nope, we're just going to be jumpy this morning. So I apologize to those of you online. I'm having some issues up here. Don't do anything, Dave. It, it's still working, uh, but it's jumping just a little bit on me here, here and there. Um, so I want you to understand when, when Paul comes off of this really just... He's the image of the invisible God in verse 15, the firstborn over all creation. Everything was created by him in heaven and earth, the visible, the invisible, thrones or dominions, rulers, authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things. By him, all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church, the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Paul is not dipping low when we get to verse 20. He, he is continuing to, to ride the, the crest of this beautiful way that he's describing here about Jesus when he says, all reconciliation goes through Christ. So if, if we want to ever, ever, ever think about, well, how do I, like, how am I reconciled to God? Like, through Christ. There's, there's not another, like, well, there's a plan B on the other. Like, no, 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 no. Like it is, it is utterly and exclusively through Christ. There is no other reconciliation anywhere else. And if you, if you look at the bottom of this, uh, thanks, Dave, we can go to the next slide. If you look at the bottom of this page on page 76, what's the definition of the word reconcile? Do y'all use the word reconcile very often in your... You, you do, yes, right? Uh, Mitch uses it quite a bit, right? So Jessica, what do you do for a living? You're an auditor, so lots of reconciliation. And Mitch, what do you do? A tax guy, right? So uh, lots of reconciliation. So, so describe to me in your words, in your world, what is reconciliation? I don't care who goes first. What does reconciliation look like? Things need to balance, right? Okay, what else? For things to balance, do you need to have a source of truth? 
Yes. And <laughs> not your client, just some clients, not all clients, but some clients, right? Uh, it'd be helpful if they all balanced all the time, right? If everything was just, yeah, well, then they might not need you as much, but I'm, I'm glad that you exist. So we, we appreciate you in our family, I'll tell you that. So. Uh, and in Jessica, in your world, what about, what about reconciliation? Things add up properly, right? Absolutely. So, what is the definition of this word reconcile here in your notes on page 76? To reconcile fully, right? It's not a, like, well, it was close enough. We, and have you guys ever done your, your finances? I'm, I'm assuming you have some elaborate Excel spreadsheet at your house like we have at mine. Um, and you get like, well, that's, like, that's close enough. Like, we're good enough. Dave's like, no, 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 right? Uh, I remember when I got a checkbook. So, Gracie, a checkbook is a... Okay, awesome. Um, you are very gracious to me in, in allowing me to make these horrible jokes. I appreciate that. Uh, and my dad walked me through the process. Sorry, Mom. Uh, my dad walked me through the process of you write down what you spent and you subtract from what's in the bank, and then when you get your bank statement or you go to the bank and ask them what the balance is, you reconcile and you make sure that everything matches and balances and it's, it's right. Now, in my scenario where I am an 11-year-old with a checkbook and the bank, right? They gave me a checkbook at 11. Is that not fantastic? You know what I bought, right? Nintendo games, because that's what 11-year-olds do with checkbooks. But I remember going to the bank, and uh, the, I think the second or third time I went to the bank, my number didn't match their number. And this will not surprise anybody in this room. But guess what I wanted the bank to do? I wanted the bank to change. <laughs> because obviously, I'm right. They need to reconcile to my account I don't need to reconcile to their... And you know what? The bank lady was so gracious and very clear uh, that they don't reconcile to my books. Uh, I will be reconciling to theirs. And we, uh, I'll just say me, sometimes I read the scripture and I go, I don't want to reconcile to that. I want that to reconcile to me and what I want to do and how I want to behave. And what this verse is talking about is that any and all reconciliation with God that is possible, that can be done, happens exclusively through our Lord Jesus Christ. Which is wonderful news because I don't have to bear the weight of reconciliation. I don't have to wake up this morning and go, man, i got to live up to God's standards and reconcile. No, 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 no. There was already one who did this. Yes, this is this is good news. This is really, really good news. There is a similar passage-ish to, to this in Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, and I'm going to head over there and read this for just a second. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians is left in your Bible, not right. I went right. So. Ephesians 2, I'll start with verse 11. I'll read down to the end of that chapter. So, so then... Remember that one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. 
Uh, at that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he, it's our Lord Jesus Christ, is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put uh, the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. So when Paul, in a very similar-ish time and place, talks to the Ephesians about the reconciling work of our Lord Jesus Christ, he explicitly talks about it and refers it as being reconciled to God the Father. So I'm going to take that concept and borrow some of that to help us with the pronouns in Colossians 1 uh, in Colossians 1, uh, 19, or 20, sorry. Does that make sense? This is why I'm going to lean into this, this everything to himself that is a reference to the Father. All right, so page 77 in your seal books. I got to do it because I've already referenced it now. So what's the first Greek word at the top? Well, actually, the second Greek word at the top of page 77 Pas, right? So this is everything. So how much, how much reconciliation uh, is possible through Jesus Christ? All of it. Like all the reconciliation. Uh, and I would say Dr. Wright has a fantastic quote on this. Reconciliation was achieved through Christ alone. Like, is it? Is it? I can't say any simpler than that. There's, there's no other, like, well... That's sort of true on Tuesdays, but on Wednesday, like on Wednesdays, every, no, 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 no. Every day of the week, every second, past, present, future, it's all only through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. So reconciles everything to himself. So my application at the bottom of page 77 is all reconciliation. All reconciliation. I have no idea how to spell reconciliation. I don't think I've ever spelled it right. I've never spelled sovereign correctly. I've never spelled reconciliation correctly. Um, yeah, but all reconciliation goes through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. All reconciliation goes through our Lord Jesus Christ. There are a bunch of personalizations from this. Uh, one for me is uh, chill out, Jim. Uh, <laughs> because I just don't have to carry the weight of that. Uh, I can't carry it. 
But the one I'll tell you guys, did anybody write chill out, Jim? You, you did? You wanted to? Julie did? Yes. <laughs> I know why Julie did, because Julie's going to say it to Jim later today. That's right. Uh, all right, so touch point. More stable today so far? Yes? Okay, great. Cool. Uh, just checking. Great. Uh, so my personalization here I'm going to share with you guys is worship him. Because there's, there is nobody else who is like our Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy of worship because he has done what no other has done or could do. Like, I can't reconcile all things to the Father. <laughs> like, just think about that for a second. What you would have to do to be able to reconcile all things to the Father. That should be the moon to us as far like just unbelievably impossible and this is what is done through our lord jesus christ just really really beautiful really beautiful all right so next phrase here on page 77 uh, in english is whether things on earth or things in heaven and i, I will tell you uh, we started using the christian standard bible it did we use it in mark no, we used ESV in Mark. We switched to the CSB in Philippians. And uh, Brian asked me about halfway through Philippians, and I love Brian's questions because Brian will wait on a question until I have some data to give an answer. He won't just ask me a question before I have any data to support the answer. He asked me, he said, what do you think about the CSB? And uh, the Christian Standard Bible, I said, I really like it. I said, the only thing I don't like about it is that it seems like sometimes it will switch up the word order for no real good reason. Like the, it'll, the, the language in the Greek will get, the clauses will get turned around and it's all there. It's just, it's not in the order that it was originally and I don't see the real value in moving it around. Again, not the expert in this space at all. Um, but these two words, the first two words in this page 77 in that second paragraph, the dia autos. Uh, dia means what? We just talked about it. Through and autos is what? Self, right? So through him, this is a, it's a referential pronoun. So through him, and you're like, well, where's through him? Okay. Um, if you go down to the bottom of page 80 in your teal books and look at the footnote. What's the footnote at the bottom of page 80 say? Other manuscripts add through him. Yep, they sure do. And you, I don't know why they put the footnote there, because that's not where the footnote shows up in the original language. It's the goofiest place footnote I have ever found in the CSB. So it's there, but it, it, if you say, if, <laughs> there's only, only so many times you can say the phrase through him, about him, for him, around, until it's a little awkward in English to read. So the CSB has omitted this here even though the original, the, like one of the best original manuscripts we have includes it. So I just wanted to show you that when we get to that footnote, because I know you are concerned about the footnotes, all right? I know you share my passion, Jeff, for footnotes and how important they are. So this is what it is. And we've talked about these footnotes before. I mean, this is where when you have teams of people who are translating the scriptures into another language, they will discuss and debate and argue about what's the right word to use and what's the right placement of the right word to use. And when it's kind of close, the way they satiate and satisfy the people who didn't get their way is they'll put a footnote. 
Like, well, it was close, so we'll put a footnote, and there you go. So this makes people happy, apparently. So at the bottom of page 77, whether, and then we get this parenthetical explanation of the word all here, whether things, and the word things is added in English, it's, it's really whether uh, on earth or on heaven or in heaven. Um, so, so tell me, tell me something about the scope or the range or the breadth of our Lord Jesus Christ's reconciliation. What about the breadth of our Lord Jesus Christ's reconciliation? It's pretty broad, yeah. So you can maximal broadness. I like that. Very good. Yeah. So where is something that's not either on heaven or on earth? And Paul does this all over the place, right? He'll, um, he'll, he'll give you these lists of things, and you're like, I feel like he's trying to say everything everywhere. Yeah, because remember, this is an explanatory f- uh, phrase for describing this everything that he is talking about. So this, this re- the scope of this reconciliation is total. And I, in my notes, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but said another way, all means all, right? It does mean all. Yes? Yes. Okay. What's not there is hell. Yep. And what's the context of the all here? What's reconciled? Oh, okay, a complete reconciliation from that which is reconciled to that which is not reconciled. Now, so, he, so here's one thing I want to be careful that we don't do. I want to be careful we don't put too much weight on this hook because this is a, a uh, clarification of something that he's just said, right? So I want to be... There are theologies. I can't believe I'm going to go this. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. We'll have, y'all ready to have some fun? Let's do this. There are theologies that will say uh, at the, remember, the end of all times is over here. At the end of all time, everything is reconciled, all are saved, and there is no condemnation for anyone anywhere because everyone is saved. I really struggle reading the Bible coming to that conclusion. Like, this just does not seem consistent with the dominant, overwhelming, unrelenting, unremitting teaching of Scripture, right? Um, and some people will look at this verse and say, this is evidence of that. Go back to the top of... Yeah, some of the theology would, out there would say that all things, that all people will ultimately be reconciled to God in a right relationship way so that all are saved. It's universalism. Yes, Rob Bell. That's exactly right. Yep, 100%. Yep. Drift looks like a lot of different things, but drift usually drifts into y'all are all all right. Not at all. So, All right, does that make sense? 
So we've got to be careful how far we pull. Again, Mitch, I'm, every time I do this, I think of you and I thank God for you. And you're bringing me aside that Sunday morning and you're like, I think you might be true, but the next two steps in that theological thought are not helpful and really bad. So be careful how far you pull that thread. And I was like, that was so helpful. So thank you again. I appreciate it. You don't even remember that conversation, do you? Yep, I love it. No clue. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Excellent. All right. Page 79. How did he do this? How is reconciliation accomplished? What's that? Through his blood. Just generically anywhere? Is there a specific location tied to the blood as well? On the cross. There we go. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, this is a really, really beautiful word here. This, um, this is probably as many syllables as I have a chance of getting remotely closely correct, so I spelled it out phonetically up here. Ire nato eo. Like, that's too many vowels in a row for me. I don't, that doesn't fit. Uh, like, my mom's watching right now. Hooked on phonics didn't cover that one. So, like, there was, there was that. Ire napo neo. Uh, and this means to cause a right or harmonious relationship. And I, I want us to understand the distinction here. And I, I feel like I say this fairly often here, but uh, this is a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper, right? Almost, I don't want to say almost, a lot of people can go into a space and keep the peace, right? That is not what this is. This is going into a space with active hostility and creating peace. You're like, whoa. All right, so, so think about the complexities involved right now in the uh, Israeli uh, Gaza Hamas area of the world. Think about the complexity involved in going into that space and no, 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 like, Almost everybody would be satisfied with keeping the peace. That's not what this word is. This word is making peace. And please understand, this is an active word. This was not a, like, well, it, it kind of happened. At, no, 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 no. There was something, there's active work that Christ did to create peace. What was his active work that Christ did to create peace, Shanda? Shed his blood on the cross. That's exactly right. Who else has the ability to create a peace between man and the Father through his death? Nobody. This is exactly right. We don't have to carry that weight either. This is great. Do you see how much good news there is through this? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Uh, so our next word here, so making peace is the only time this word's used in the entire New Testament. It's crazy. Uh, it's a fantastic word. Making peace through, directly through. It's actually the blood. It's not his blood, but we won't argue over that. Uh, there was only one blood shed on the cross that is really any, of any significance in the New Testament, so we're pretty sure we know who we're talking about here. Uh, through the blood, and then shed on is actually added as well uh, on the cross. 
So our Lord, so a couple applications here. Uh, one is our Lord Jesus Christ's blood causes peace. Our Lord Jesus Christ's blood causes peace. What do you think we ought to do because of that? Worship Him, yeah. Stand in awe, fall in awe. Praise Him, worship Him, adore Him, follow Him, serve Him. Yay! (laughs) Celebrate Him, right? It's glorious. Because His blood does what no other blood can do. Causes peace. (laughs) It's unbelievable. This is really, really good news. Now, explicitly, this peace is caused with the Father. And indirectly, with us and with creation as well, in heaven and all the earth. But I want us to see, and I wrote this one at the bottom of page 80, because the word cross is on page 80. I want us to see that the cross is central for peace. The cross is central for peace. And I don't think I'm going too far when I say that there will not be an everlasting peace in the Israeli, Hamas, Gaza area until what? The Prince of Peace shows up and creates peace. Like The best we can hope for is peacekeeping until the peacemaker arrives. Like That's just, that's the best we can hope for. And I put best in air quotes there because that's really not even best. You just kind of live in, in terror, wondering when the next thing's going to happen, right? It's terrible. So the cross is central for peace. Said another way, a bloody mess is required for life. Adam and Eve sin in the garden. How does, what does the father do? Blood is shed to create coats of skin to cover them in their now self-aware nakedness. All of mankind needs redemption, so what does the Father do? Sends his son to die on a cross. Blood is shed to cover mankind's sin. The cross is central for peace. We don't get to peace through anything else other than our Lord Jesus Christ and his blood shed on the cross. I forget who said it, but I saw this recently. Uh, Preach Christ and him crucified, die and be forgotten. I like it. Because... Preach Christ and Him crucified, die and be forgotten. The thing that terrifies me is that anybody would ever walk out of here and be like, wow, that was a great lesson. Please don't say that. If you want to say, wow, that's a great Savior. Oh, yes, that's fantastic. That's the goal here exaltation of Jesus Christ. Now, I brought something this morning, uh, and I only realized when I unpacked it that I brought the wrong thing. Because I have two of these in my home office. 
Uh, and one of them says uh, this. Yes, say it out loud, Shanda. It is finished. Yes, this is the, the last word we think Christ said on the cross. The, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Um, the other one that I meant to bring today was a quote from a sermon from Alistair Begg. And I think most of you have probably seen this clip. You, you know where I'm headed now, right, Thesa? Uh, so Alistair Begg was talking about the thief on the cross. And you guys have seen this movie, this, I would say movie clip. It's not a movie clip. It should be. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. But the, uh, the thief who was forgiven by Christ shows up in heaven. It's a fictional account. I'm going to stand over here. Fictional account. This is totally made up. This crazy is not in the Bible. Okay? It's a story to make a point about how amazing Jesus is. All right? Um, fictional account. Thief shows up in heaven, and there's an angel there grilling him. I'm like, why are you here? It's like, well, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? I mean, I don't know. What do you, like, what do you mean you don't know? Well, you got to, like, tell me what you know about redemption or salvation or sanctification or justification. Or He's like, I don't know any of that. Like, well, well on, on what basis are you here? He said, I don't know. And this is what my wooden block says, the one that I didn't bring. It says, the man on the middle cross said I could come. What more do we want? It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The cross is central for peace. So, when we, when we talk about the hope that lies within us and why we can celebrate and why we can rejoice and why we can just glory in the cross of Christ, don't lean away from the bloody mess of salvation. That was fun. That was you? Oh, okay, cool. It's like, it's a timer. It's time to finish, Jim. Excellent. I like that. It is time to go to church, yes. So, don't leave out the cross. 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 When we leave out the cross, we leave out the centrality of the peace that we need between ourselves and the Father. So don't leave out the cross. All right, so that's what I got today. Uh, next week, Lord willing, we will start with verse 21. And Paul is going to start like bouncing back and forth between two concepts. Uh, so if it feels like in verse 21 we take a turn, yes, we're taking a turn. But we're going to turn right back. And then we're going to turn again. And we're going to turn right back. So Lord willing, we'll be back next week to do that. Uh, you should have a weekly update on your table. Uh, if you would, make sure your names are down at the bottom. That's how we take attendance. And then share any prayer requests. And when you are finished, you are free to go and to uh, worship this one who gave all for us, and uh, we can celebrate in response. So thanks for coming today, guys. Thanks for engaging. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, and weekly email. You can subscribe to all three of those at OurSundaySchool.com. Grace and peace to you.